listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. All right, and good morning, one and all. Here I am. It is Juan. It is uh, John DePietro. My goodness, what a beautiful day it is. My God, thank God, folks. What a nice spring feel. Look at that, 63 degrees. Da, 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 with the big John. Feeling like spring. Da, 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 63 degrees. That's right. No, a beautiful day. Today is Thursday, May 14th. You know, I love, isn't the month of May beautiful, folks? We're so uh, fortunate. And again, we have a great program in store for you on this Thursday. I want to welcome in everybody, the loyal listeners and viewers, excuse me, on Facebook Live. If you'd like to be part of that, it is uh, certainly becoming a must-watch, much-listen-to Facebook. If you watched last night, boy, people are still buzzing about it. If you missed last night's Facebook Live, go to DePetro.com and you can see the video where I attempted to once again finally put an end to this rumor out there that Governor Mundo went to a nursing home on Mother's Day. You can see where I called the nursing home. We have the video up at DePetro.com, at the website DePetro.com. This portion of the John DePetro Show, folks, as we kick things off on this Thursday. And by the way, it's going to be a huge day all over the country. Things are breaking loose. How about in Michigan? Michigan officials prepare for anti-lockdown protesters to descend on the Capitol. Demonstrators warn they may face arrest if they brandish firearms. Now, if you've seen some of those protests, they've been going to the Michigan Capitol. The photos are hilarious. They've been going carrying AKA-47s. Why did we have that at our rally on Monday? Boy, in Pittsburgh, I still can't get over the Pittsburgh one. But in Michigan, they carry the AKAs, the militias. They go. There's a uh, photo of some of the militia in Michigan. So huge protests. That governor in Michigan, the rally has been dubbed in Michigan Judgment Day by organizers. Michigan United for Liberty expected to draw hundreds. Lawmakers will be in session. The Capitol building will be closed. You know, that's a good example, though. Why are they in session in Michigan and Rhode Island? Mattiello, by the way, Mattiello is afraid he's going to get indicted if he steps foot in the state house. So that's why he's hiding. The only place you'll find Mattiello is he does coffee with the crook with the babbling cackle every Wednesday at 10. But they absolutely detest the governor there. That is quite a photo of this guy with the mask, the flag, the uh, camouflage raincoat, and also the uh, the bullhorn. Look at that photo. <laughs> I tell you, they are something else. The other person with the Patriot hat, Judgment Day. How about this woman with the blue, uh, open the damn salons? I can agree with her. My goodness. I don't remember the last time my hair was this long. I, I'm going the duration, though. And then you have the you know, the governor and, boy, the people. But Judgment Day in Michigan. And then you had this photo of uh, some of the protesters getting right in the face. Boy, things are going to heat up. How about the militia, though? <laughs> <laughs> they have the AK and the assault weapons right out. Isn't that awesome? My God. I got to talk to John Francis. We got to get a rally going. Where? Uh, how great would that be? Let me see a thumbs up. If you would like to see a rally at the Rhode Island State House and I go to the podium and I'm carrying an AK-47. How hilarious. All right, we'll see. I don't own one. I don't own that type of firearm. But let me talk to... John Francis at uh, Competition Shooting Supplies and see if maybe he could supply one. You know, I need to find out from our legal expert, Tim Dodd, would I be, uh, would, would Juan be incarcerated? Would I be incarcerated if I showed up at the state house? Now, no, no, you know, no cartridges, no bullets, mind you, but just carrying, well, actually, I probably would because I don't, 
I have a license to carry a firearm, but I don't have a, a license to carry that type of firearm. I don't know if you need a special type. We'll find out. I'll talk to John. You know, we'll have John Francis. We'll have John Francis on the program tomorrow. All right, folks, this portion of the program, though, is we kick things off. And um, uh, Judge Flanders is going to join me coming up at uh, 1030. Uh, excuse me, 1130. 1130. Uh, former, well, Judge Bob Bob Flanders, who ran a very good campaign, almost knocked out Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. And we were obviously very active in that campaign. He um, he is saying that the governor has overstepped her bounds and she legally actually has no right to shut down the Rhode Island economy in this way. So we're going to talk to him coming up at 1130. But I want to start off on this Thursday. Listen, what if I told you, would this be of something of interest to you? If I told you, and again, folks, remember, you can listen to the program. It's AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. When I was in front of that Rhode Island State House on Monday, boy, Jeff Camacho was right. That 99.9 FM came in fantastic, crystal clear. Riding around the state house. I always tell people the AM 1380 just because it's a flamethrower. I can get the AM 1380 down in North Kingstown. Blake Filippi told me he picks it up as he's coming up Route 4 in the morning on his way to the state house. He said he picks it up uh, past, once he gets past the towers in Erie, Kansas. He picks up the AM 1380. I always tell people AM 1380. But in the northern part of the state, Providence North, that 99.9 FM is actually very strong. Uh, many of you know, you can always listen online at the website to Petro.com. But uh, I want to remind you, what, what would be better than you give yourself a raise? You decide, you know what, I would like to have an additional, let's just stay with $200 a month. $200 a month. In the course of a year, that's almost $2,500. You could get that. If you call Scott and Alex at AEM Zika Insurance Services. Now, they're right in North Providence. This is a photo of their building right outside. Nicely done. Nice brick, comfortable building. But you can call them. Free consultation over the phone. 353-9300. 353-9300. AEM Zika Insurance Services. 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue. Now, they're also on Facebook. And they have a great website, aemazika.com. Folks, this time of year... You want to go out on your boat. You need to make sure you have proper insurance and you're covered for your boat or a motorcycle or your RV, camper, what have you, jet skis. You want to make sure you're covered off-road, off-to-all-terrain vehicle. But let them help you save money on life insurance, on auto insurance, business insurance. Call them at 401-353-9300. It's a free consultation. Now, Scott and Alex, they are true professionals, licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. Think of this. Imagine they save you, think of it, like $300 a month in the course of a year. That's that's more than $3,500. It's like giving yourself a raise. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300. Free consultation. Just like they say in Jerry Maguire, let me help you, right? Let me help you. Let them help you. Let them help you. Give yourself a raise. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 353-9300. Or find them online. They have a great Facebook page and also the website is A.E. Mazika, M-I-Z-I-K-A dot com. All right. So Judge Flanders is going to join me coming up at 1130. It is, uh, boy, I love the name of that. Judgment Day in Michigan. How about that? Next rally. We're going to call our next rally Judgment Day. Um, 
I'm just looking at some of the headlines, but uh, closer to home. And I, we're going to focus on today is a big day at I will be uh, at the Veterans Auditorium today with uh, obviously with the governor in her press briefing. And I want to talk to her and find out exactly she's going to supposedly start to unveil some of the phase two openings, reopenings that are going to be happening. So we want to find out the latest on that. But the Boston Globe folks. Now, this this is you have to understand. And we're going to talk to Judge Flanders about this. But. Boston Globe, New York Times, Washington Post are reporting that if you want a vacation in Rhode Island, that you need to be tested first. Now, listen, that is one of those things that once that gets out there, very difficult to get the genie back in the bottle. Or as they say, to put the toothpaste back in the in the, you know, the um, toothpaste back in the tube. Vacation in Rhode Island, you need to be tested. And, And here's the thing. Have you seen some of the tests where they put that swab, oh, my God, it looks like they're torturing. Now, some of them, they've gotten easier and faster. But some of them, that thing goes way down into your nose. Who would want to do that? And if you have children, you want to talk about a game changer. Vacation in Rhode Island, they're going to test the tourist. If you're a tourist, a second home home, or planning to visit Rhode Island, start your vacation with a swab up the nose. Does that sound appealing to anyone? And there it is, our friend Dan McGowan with the story, by the way, that's accurate, in the Boston Globe. Now, if you live, you know, how many people live in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and they have a vacation home in Rhode Island? There's a lot of them. Now, I used to, when I was growing up, we always used to spend the summer at Green Hill, which is down past Matunic. It's uh, it's way down. You can see Block Island, Green Hill. We were surrounded by Connecticut plates. But think of families with small children, and you want to have your children have that swab go up the nose. As the state begins to loosen its restrictions, Governor Gina Raimondo said state officials are considering any person from out of state who wants to vacation be tested for the disease. Now, listen, I- I'm not convinced that's the worst idea. It has to be the type of test. But this would be so you're literally stopping people as you're coming over the border. Now, there's two schools of thought. New Hampshire has not been hit bad. Do you know daycare centers in New Hampshire are still open? Why? Because they don't have the outbreak. So in theory, it does make sense. If you stop people from coming in that have the virus, then it does make sense. But I still come back to why are we allowing all these people from Providence and Central Falls? The largest outbreaks, folks, remember, are Providence, Central Falls, and nursing homes. So you're stopping families from Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, what have you, that are coming in and they have summer homes in Watch Hill and Matunic and Narragansett and Newport Middletown. We're stopping them. But Julio and friends from Central Falls and Providence are, you know, roaming all over the state. Now, another story. How about the CEO of Slater Hospital quit without public explanation? We're still trying to get to the bottom of that. But Bob Flanders, I don't want to he has the uh, they published him as the editorial in this morning's Providence Journal limits to the governor's emergency powers. I'm just curious for those that are watching on Facebook Live. Give me a thumbs up if you feel that Governor Mundo has overstepped her executive power with the shutdown. Let me see a thumbs up to everybody on Facebook Live because more and more people are feeling that way. Now, I also saw I think this is um 
Did you see what the funerals are doing? I, I think this is good. And what I, I like would be if the governor would start to step back a little bit and allow businesses to operate. I'm going to tell you what a funeral home is doing in just a moment. But, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Now, listen, on this beautiful day, I want you to get in the car if you can and take a ride. I was there. It is safe environment. You're outside, right? They're fully compliant. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in uh, North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have a great Facebook page. 3688 Quaker Lane. It's Steve. It's Debbie. It's Junior. They have the beautiful hanging baskets, the geraniums, the hydrangeas, all assorted colors. Plus, they have screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, mulch. They can do pickup and delivery. And they are so talented what they could do for your home. Or if you prefer delivery of anything, flowers, PR, landscape materials, and garden center. Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are open for the season. I was there on Mother's Day. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane or North Kingstown or call them at 295-4399. 295-4399. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. You know, someone was uh, sending me some, uh, you know, what, what should we do about our school and da-da-da. And we want to do this with the graduates. And, folks, this, as I've told you, people have to just start taking action. Some people have just resorted to, the, you know, you know, you we all know the rules. Six feet of distance and you need hand sanitizer and just show good judgment and separate everyone and just like stop. I, I hate to say the expression of people, you know, I almost feel like they have to ask Governor Mundo if they can have a bowel movement. But it, it's just like grown adults. All right, let's hear the story on Channel 10. Well, that is the option that one funeral home here is offering, and families say it's helping. The night team's Amanda Hoskins has a look at how it's done in Coventry. In our chair, John A. DeCenzo. Tuned in through the radio. He was romantic by nature. Family and friends can remember a life lost. I knew for my mom, she needed some sort of closure. So this was the best that we could come up with. One car at a time. We're doing a video. As people come up, they can still do get a prayer card. People are able to pay their respects from a distance. You need to be able, as a human being, to grieve in some sort of way, even if it's just people driving up and saying they're sorry. In a time when events are limited to just a few people. It takes a already tragic and sad event. It just makes it worse. Ayanati's funeral home took services to a new level. I wanted to give families just the, the opportunity to to pay tribute to their loved one. Unusual, but enough for now. It'd all be greatly appreciated. It does help. In Coventry, Amanda Hoskins, NBC 10 News. You know, I didn't see whether or not if the family's outside, but I, I really like the concept of it. You know, it seemed like the people were just going up and getting a prayer card. Now, I couldn't see the family outside, but to me, that's actually not a bad idea. If you have the family standing there, and almost like an ATM, right? With a, like a drive up ATM. And then everyone just kind of drives up and then they say, you know, hello to the family. And then the family just sits there. The people don't get out of their car. You have the distance. I could see everyone. Let's just say I'm, you know, the, 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 the family that's grieving and I'm sitting here and I have some people around me, family, and we're distanced. And then the car pulls up and you're right there. Lisa, oh, yeah, there's, you know, Uncle Fred 
or Uncle Ed with the meatball recipe. And there's everybody right there. And there's Josephine and there's Harry and, and so forth. And then the next car comes. Oh, there's so-and-so. I mean, at least that way, then you're seeing the people. But what I like is that the funeral home folks take that message away. They came up with it. Now, I salute them. See, this is a time. I want you to understand. And right now, folks, it's 1122. Good morning. It's John DePietro. In, in some ways, um, I, I want people to hear me out. I, I think some people are being too critical of the governor because we have not heard of someone being shut down. We haven't heard that. In some ways, you know, as I was asking the governor, if you have six people pull up for a restaurant, should one person wait in the car if it's only five? She said, show common sense. My What I'm getting from Governor Raimondo is, and I may ask her about the funeral thing today, is she is saying to businesses, be creative, right? Think out of the box, come up with something. And what I'm saying to people now You know, someone sent me a thing. What should we do about our graduation? My response to them is, what do you think you should do about the graduation? You know what we're up against, right? We can't stress it anymore. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Six feet distance. So some people out there, listen to me. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Someone, can you ask the governor, our school's doing this, but we found out this school's doing that. Listen, grow a backbone, okay? You spineless jellyfish, come up with a plan. And I'm very surprised at some small business people who you had the courage, you had the foresight to go into business. Why suddenly now do you need the government to hold your hand through the whole process? I don't understand that. And, and what I'm saying is, if I'm reading the governor correctly, and folks, again, I, I fully get it. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, in some ways, no matter some, with certain people, no matter what I do, they're critical of Juan. I know many of you find that hard to believe. But at sometimes, some people, no matter what the governor does, people are critical. This is a situation. The governor of Michigan is different. The governor of Michigan is that that is it's insane what is going on. You can't have more than two people in a boat. You can't use a motorboat. You can't buy paint. She wants to keep them locked in. They're going to have a revolt in Michigan. That woman is asking for trouble, and that person is going to get trouble. She's not saying it's it's uh, racially motivated. and or I mean, it, it's just ridiculous what's going on in Michigan. I'm not sensing that from Governor Raimondo. I'm not. So my point is, you know, someone was asking about a high school graduation. I, I just, I didn't mean to be rude, but like enough already. You you know what's involved. Pretend you're on Gilligan's Island. Pretend you're stranded. Now what would you do? Like when did people lose their brain? And some of them are highly educated individuals. Should we, you know, like, I, I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's six feet. It's a mask. And you got to wash your hands. What 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 more guidance do you need for crying out loud? You know, how come, then, then do it your way. Stop worrying. And if you're doing it a certain way and someone else is doing it a different way, if they're doing it better, then adapt to the way that they're doing it. And if they're not, if you're doing it better, then let, let them adapt to you. But you, you don't have to have this constant people like whining and complaining. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. I'm going to have them on tomorrow. Our leader, John Francis, you need ammo, 
You need firearms, you damn right you do. Second Amendment headquarters is open. Competition shooting supplies. Call them 727-1716. 727-1716. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. They're right past, you go go the last exit in Rhode Island, you're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then you're at the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You hang the left, right where the tattoo parlor is closed, you'll see competition and shooting supplies. And inside is the defender of the faith, our leader, no one more knowledgeable. Your Second Amendment 2A headquarters is competition shooting supplies. And our leader, John Francis. Folks, stop in. He's got ammo. He's got firearms. He's got accessories. He has the knowledge. Support him, right? The guy is fantastic. 727-1716. 727-1716. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. So we're going to have um, Judge uh, Bob Flanders on the line with us coming up. Again, he is challenging, and I think it's healthy. He's challenging the governor's executive order, saying that it's uh, overstepped her bounds, and then it's time to kind of reel it in a little bit. We're going to talk to uh, Judge Bob Flanders and a lot more coming up on the John DePietro Show. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in stall lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have because when this crisis is over your bad water quality won't be and neither will your bottled water dependency so ask yourself do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean safe water if so call my company call water filter company at 294-2400 water filter company a Rhode Island family business since 1986 water filter company 294-2400 because is it really worth going through all this? The answer is no, folks. It's not. And I am so glad each day. There it is. Right from. Right out of my water filter. Delicious. I don't have to worry about that. I'm not drinking sewer water. What are you kidding me? No way. Cold Water Filter Company. You see they're building right off of Route 4 in North Kingstown. It's Steve at Water Filter Company. Now, folks, good morning. It's 1128. Momentarily, we're going to speak with... Uh, Judge Bob Flanders, and they're putting out, he and Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity, our friend Mike Stenhouse, they're challenging Governor Amundo with her executive order. I want to hear him out. We're going to uh, find out exactly what's involved with it. But before we talk to Judge Flanders, folks, I want to remind you, now listen, there are certain things that you can live with and certain things you can't. Winfield termite and pest control. I can't stress enough the importance of making sure that your home, your business is free of termites and pests right now. And I mean right now. If someone on Facebook Live would be so kind to type in their phone number so people could reference it. Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800. I am so impressed with their operation. It's like a military precision operation. Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 821 821- 7800 or online winfieldpest.com Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service family friendly pest control professionals you can trust for your home 
Call them. Winfield Termite Pest Control, 821-7800. They remove ants, termites. How about mice? Do you really want to have a mite? Do you know the type of viruses and germs a mouse could have in this climate? Cockroaches, any pest from your home, yard, business, or commercial property. For a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection, call Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 821-7800. It's Matt, it's Peter, I'll tell you, they're fantastic. Winfield Termite Pest Control, they can also, by the way, protect you from ticks and mosquitoes. Now, we already know it's a bad tick season. I experienced that. I was running along, and I literally watched in slow motion a tick jump onto me. I mean, that's how aggressive they are. And mosquitoes. Now, it's one thing you're worried about West Nile virus, but it's different if we don't know whether or not a mosquito, if a mosquito bites someone that has the coronavirus and then they bite you, could they spread it? We don't know. Why not protect yourself? Why not protect yourself, your grandparents, your family, your children, your grandchildren? Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Folks, call them 821-7800. 821-7800. Now, we know out of that Wuhan lab, you know, we already know that the virus spread right from a bat into other animals that they were testing this bioweapon on. So the question is, if a mouse or something that gets into your home has the virus and then it, you know, gives it to your dog or cat or whatever... Listen, it's just not worth it. Peace of mind is what they bring. Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800, online at winfieldpest.com. Well, there's a piece in the Providence Journal, and uh, let's get him on the line now, folks. He is uh, Judge Bob Flanders, who we're going to be calling right now, and he is challenging the uh, Governor Amundo uh, executive order. There's a good piece that they printed of him. Judge Flanders, it's John DePietro. Stand by, Judge. Hold on. Here we go, Judge. Hold, hold on. Folks, here he is. Joining us on the radio right now is our friend, ju- uh, friend Judge Bob Flanders. Good. First of all, good morning, Judge. Good morning, John. Hey, Judge, before we uh, talk about your piece uh, that the Providence Journal did print and what you released yesterday, if you don't mind, how are you and Ann Flanders feeling? Because I, my friend Ann Flanders had us worried. I know she posted on Facebook that apparently both of you came down with the coronavirus. Yes, I'm happy to say that we're both uh, in good health and uh, survived uh, happily to tell the tale. Uh, we uh, Fortunately, John had a very mild case, apparently, compared to what others have gone through. Uh, we were diagnosed uh, on or about April 21st or so uh, with symptoms that you know were sore throat sort of cold and light flu types things, headaches and and coughing and so forth Uh, so we went uh, over to Twin River to get tested and uh, sure enough we we were tested positive so uh, but uh, we soon found out that there's no particular medicine that you take for this Uh, and as I said our case was happily uh, relatively mild and uh, it wasn't long before we were feeling better, and so we recently went back uh, there to be retested, and uh, I'm happy to say that we both uh, tested negative. So uh, the, the biggest concern, of course, is the worry that it could take a turn to the worse. And, and you read about all the horror stories of folks on ventilators and things like that, but fortunately, our symptoms were, were not very severe, and we really didn't have 
much trouble or any trouble breathing and the other things that would really concern you. So we're happy to be free of it. Uh, and uh, hopefully we have the benefit of some sort of uh, immunity going forward, if that's possible, although there's a lot of controversy as to whether that's real or not. Judge, I'd like to um, to touch on, first of all, I'm very glad to hear that. It is interesting. And would you say, um, you know, w- was it a week that you were kind of down? Um, were you bedridden? If you had to, you know, could you have traveled or gone to work or, you know, if, not to get too personal, but you're the first person I'm talking to that, that had it in that manner. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, no, it was, I worked uh, throughout uh, from home most of uh, consistently only from home because obviously didn't want to run into other folks uh, but uh, I was able to work I was you know other than uh, the minor inconvenience of blowing my nose and, and having cold like symptoms uh, it wasn't bad at all so it wasn't debilitating it wasn't uh, disabling uh, as I said the biggest concern was the worry that it could could uh, take a turn for the worse, and fortunately that never happened. So, you know, we, we read, John, that 80% of the people that have this that are in relatively good health and, and don't have compromised conditions uh, or you know, in nursing homes or other settings where they can get more readily uh, get uh, very bad symptoms, uh, most of us who do get this apparently have relatively mild symptoms, which is good. Yes. And the morbidity rate is is relatively low uh, and particularly when you consider that they're probably under testing the number of people that have this so when we read about the percentage of people that die or, or uh, are severely hospitalized or compromised it's I think much lower uh, than uh, it probably is being reported for the, for the reason I just mentioned I think more people have this uh, have this these disease that are, that are being tested for and they probably brush it off as, as just mild symptoms and it may well be the virus and they don't even know it. Yeah, Judge, there was, um, and folks were speaking with Judge Bob Flanders. Judge, I know that in um, in Boston, they had a homeless shelter and they thought, well, boy, the homeless, you know, they're really on the front lines and this is going to wipe them out. So there were 400 people in the Boston homeless shelter, this certain one. They tested all 400. 150 of them tested positive and not one of them showed any signs they weren't yeah. coughing they weren't in the hospital they certainly weren't dying judge flanders before before we get into um the flanders legal center for freedom if you would just touch on i, I don't you find judge and you just hit on something it's misleading and and part of this i kind of blame the media when they're talking about you know today 400 more people tested positive but if those 400 people tested positive and they have mild symptoms and they're at home, some of them showing no symptoms, I, I'm not sure that that's, number one, newsworthy. And on top of that, I see as you're riding along on 95, stay home, save lives. I think just that line itself, Judge, you know, we've been fortunate, but let's face it, in Rhode Island, no, no one under the age of 20, no one in their 20s, no one in their 30s. I don't think we've had anyone in their 40s that has died from this. I, I think it's misleading to pass along this myth that if you get, if you get it, you're going to die. Mm. Yeah, I think that that's right. I think it's a relatively small section of the populace uh, uh, who are subject to uh, the, the kinds of severe 
symptoms that lead to death in some cases. And you know that, that the obvious folks are the very elderly who are in nursing homes who have other uh, pre-existing conditions. Uh, now it's not exclusively those people, uh, but well, as I said, the, vast the bulk of it. Yeah. The median age is 81 years old. The median age is 81. And we've had days when they announced those that passed away. And you've had people 100 years old. You've had people in their 90s. But I wonder about the state putting that up. You know, stay home, save lives. That's really not accurate. It doesn't apply to most of the population. And Judge Flanders, not to turn this into a political thing, but I almost have to laugh that you know, I obviously supported you like so many of us did as you uh, ran against Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. But some of the progressive folks were criticizing me and, you know, speaking out at the rally that we held at the State House on Monday, basically saying a lot of these restrictions are just overstepping their bounds. And they say, you know, so are you saying that someone 100 years old that dies in a nursing home, their life is insignificant? Now, the only thing about that is many of the people saying that are far left progressives who are in favor of infanticide <laughs> and, 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 and literally post-birth abortion. And suddenly, you know, there's suddenly they're concerned if someone 100 years old is dying in a nursing home. But, but hey, if a woman gives birth and then decides she doesn't want to keep the child, well, then she has the right to, to, for infanticide. So anyhow, but Judge, let me give you a chance to answer. Well, yeah, there's, there's more than a whiff of hypocrisy in some of that, that, uh, that you just picked up on, and uh, yeah, I mean, as you pointed out, there are a lot of people who are asymptomatic, and uh, you know, it may be beneficial to have more of us exposed to the virus if the symptoms are mild, and if, as most uh, medical folks think, that uh, this will confer uh, some sort of immunity on you uh, from, uh, you know, from further reinfection at least for a period of time so you know it's not at all clear what's ironic uh, i find is that in past pandemics and epidemics the people who were quarantined were the ones with the disease not not those who were asymptomatic or who uh, you know were otherwise healthy here we're, we're imposing uh restrictions on everybody uh and and as i was pointing out in in the um, the op-ed and, and in the policy brief, uh, these uh, restrictions are sometimes uh, being imposed in excess of what the law allows. Uh, and the governor alone is doing this, whereas the legislature, for whatever reason, seems uh, to be asleep at the switch, so to speak, because they're not really playing the role that they could and should play in checking some of this overreaching that's going on. Judge Flanders, right now, do you feel, is it necessary for Governor Mundo uh, to continue? Basically, she is in charge of every aspect of this. Businesses cannot open. In other states, by the way, in Michigan, you have that barber. He hasn't shut. Texas, someone didn't shut. You have different people that have kind of pushed it. Uh, but just take us inside a little bit the the six pays analysis that you've come out with. You, you feel... That basically the governor, there was no need to cancel all these summer events and some of these other things that maybe the governor Raimondo has overstepped her bounds. Well, the first thing that the the um, research revealed is that uh, contrary to popular belief, the governor is not uh, given unbounded discretion to act on this. She has 30 day windows in which to declare an emergency and, and issue uh, orders that do give her extraordinary powers. But 
they're very limited in time. And so when we hear the governor issuing uh, statements that close down uh, weddings and con- outdoor concerts and, and uh, impact um, events that are going to occur later in the summer, uh, that's going way beyond the 30-day limitation that the law uh, imposes. And uh, so that's one major restriction that doesn't seem to uh, be uh, honored in some of the uh, pronouncements that are coming from the governor. The other uh, restriction that the legislation uh, that gives the governor these extraordinary powers imposes is that it empowers the General Assembly by a concurrent uh, resolution to end any emergency periods or declarations, not to mention the power, of course, to deal by ordinary legislation with specific issues that uh, come up in these circumstances, such as you know, the restriction on attending religious services. Uh, uh, the governor has... Uh, basically singled out some uh, religious exercises as being subject to these five-person limits. And and I think the legislature disagreed with that and thought that that was violating our constitutional rights. They could pass legislation that would would override that because they always have, have that reserved power. So the point of this is that the governor, even though she has broad powers, has restrictions that argued being honored in the breach uh, and these are having you know enormous financial consequences oh, yeah. uh, on businesses uh, and, and, the, and the poor and minorities are really getting hit hard by this because they're being laid off and furloughed and, and you know they're wondering how are we going to eat, how are we going to pay the bills, how are we going to uh, you know have raise our children and, and pay our mortgages and such and so you know uh, and businesses are, are being impacted drastically, particularly in a state like Rhode Island that depends on tourism so much in the summer months. Yep. Uh, to have all these restrictions in place, uh, you know, that raises legal issues as to whether this constitutes regulatory takings, which require just compensation, just as it would be if the government uh, took your house or or your farm for a school or for a post office. So. Uh, I predict there's going to be litigation uh, by some of these businesses and individuals who are being singled out, and and that's another issue because who's to determine, other than the governor apparently, what's essential and what isn't? And there's been no due process or hearings given to any of these businesses that have been adversely affected by these designations, and some sectors are being favored and some are not. So the governor is basically picking winners and losers. Uh, in our economy, and and, and uh, that itself raises legal issues and questions. You know, that's so a good. Those are just some of the, some of the issues that we, we raised. That's a good point, Judge. You know, the the governor, uh, Governor Mundo, and folks. Again, good morning. It's John DePietro. We speak with Judge Bob Flanders, who has filed a brief. Uh, that potentially could lead to a lawsuit. But, you know, Judge, two points. Number one, you're exactly right. And the governor even says, you know, I didn't shut down this. Massachusetts did. I did allowed this to open. I allowed construction, manufacturing opening. But this is shut. You can't have more than five people. Um, and, Judge, but what about the fact, and you write, that according to the Wall Street Journal, Rhode Island is the second most restrictive state in the country. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, uh, alarming to say the least because, uh, you know, it, it, you would think that other states uh, might be 
more restrictive, but here we are, right? Uh, only I think only Hawaii has been imposing more restrictions than, than little old Rhode Island. Mm. And so we can ill afford uh, to do that, particularly when uh, we're hearing things like, uh, you know, the, globally we've got almost, uh, in the United States, almost 50% unemployment, uh, which is, uh, you know, very, very high, uh, going back to the Great Depression. And uh, people are, as I said, wondering how they're going to put food on the table. So to, uh, you know, more people potentially could die, as, as, uh, as has been said, from uh, the effects of this, uh, of this shutdown than from the virus itself. Uh, because, you know, the people are, uh, there's going to be more suicides, more depressions, uh, more people out of work. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, this is going to have all sorts of negative effects on people's health and their finances. Folks, um, we're speaking with Judge Bob Flanders. Judge, uh, before I let you go, and again, uh, it is nice. It's in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Judge, what about also, I, I haven't understood the churches. For instance, in Texas, the, the governor there ruled that the church is essential. And what I don't understand is I even posed the question directly to the governor last Friday. I said, you know, and my question was, it's going to be Mother's Day weekend. Now, Our Lady of Mercy. They have a nice uh, outside area right there, you know, at the church. Uh-huh. You come out, it's right there to the right. So why couldn't, what if they set up, let's, let's I, never mind the fact the church is large, and I think you could have people spaced out, but let's just stick with the outside thing. You're going to have uh, seats, and they're going to be six feet apart, and Father Healy is going to stand outside with a microphone, and it's only going to be a half hour. Why isn't that? Allowed and why? Why couldn't I? Don't understand why that couldn't have been done. And like whatever number of seats it fits, it fits. And if if there's not enough room, then you wait in your car because the next mass maybe they're only thirty minutes. My point is, let the churches be creative. I mean, if anything, churches are so large. I grew up at the St. Paul's Parish. That is a cathedral, or even where the bishop says mass, the cathedral. Um, I I don't. But I'm gonna stick. I don't understand why. And I get. They maybe have to wear gloves. I don't understand why it wasn't given the option for churches to be more creative and set up and follow what they're doing in other businesses. Instead, it was just a complete shutdown. Yeah, no, you, your point is well taken. They, you know, it doesn't have to be an either-or situation. Either they're allowed to right. go back to what they used to do or they're shut down. No, there's, no one is arguing against compromises such as the ones you outlined, spacing, social distancing, even masks and gloves if, if need be, uh, outdoor venues, but let's let's get creative. Let's allow uh, the genius of our market economy to work, but at the same time being as safe as possible, but not automatically shutting down churches, shutting down businesses that can uh, uh, open, but socially distance and, and so forth. So yeah, I think all those points are good ones, and and we need to do it because this idea of of shutting us down indefinitely uh, is going to be a very difficult one to recover from, and it's going to be in the death knell for so many businesses it and is. so many people working that we may never recover from it. Yeah, I um I agree with you, and a judge finally, you know, I even asked Governor Mundo today's Thursday, I forget which days, but I, it was on Monday, I believe, or no Tuesday. I asked the governor, take a restaurant like Twin Oaks. Now, that's a huge 
inside restaurant. They really don't have outdoor dining. I don't understand why a place like Twin Oaks couldn't be allowed to really, and they could, spread everybody out. They have the private room. They have the large dining room. I just don't understand why you couldn't spread everybody way out and have hand sanitizer and cleaning and, you know, really, because they don't want an outbreak as well. I don't understand why they are shut down because they don't offer outdoor dining. That part I don't get. Yeah, there's a middle ground here is what you're saying. Yes. And and, and somehow we lost that uh, in, in these shutdown orders and and the extent to which uh, the governor is, is uh, wielding her uh, apparent authority, she thinks anyway, uh, to do this. And we don't have to go this far. And so there are middle grounds here, like the, the ones you've been suggesting that should be pursued. Yep. You know, Judge, you, you said it best. I'm going to let you go. It doesn't have to be an either or. And it's being seen that way. It's either be, it's being seen as an either or when there they could be middle ground. And I like the funeral home that said people can now drive up and pay their respects. But people can't do that if they're not given the option. Folks, you can read his piece in this morning's Providence Journal. Uh, and I am so glad it's welcome, Judge. Great to talk to you. Stay healthy. My best to Mrs. Flanders. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. All right, John. Have a great day. You too, folks. Judge Bob Flanders right here on the John DePietro Show. Boy, he makes a lot of sense, does he? I like that. It doesn't have to be in either or. Folks, right now it's 1151. Tim Dodd, our legal expert, is going to join me at noon. We'll talk a little bit about that with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody, on Facebook Live. Or, folks, you can listen at the website, depetro.com or on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll tell you, Marie is so knowledgeable. I think I'm stopping there today, either today or tomorrow. But stop by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, she has the, you guessed it, a Kai Berry, which I love. Antioxidant, my friend Angelo Aiello came up with this. It's My Health. It's very simple. Stop it and see Marie. She wants to keep you and your family healthy. The best products. Most of them, great products made locally, vitamins, herbs, different remedies from trusted companies, acai berry, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum, octave skin brushes, over 250 bulk herbs, tea spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp, CBD products for oral topical use from companies, natural skin care, hair care products, it's my health. You can call her at 305-3585. 305-3585. Now listen, she is compliant with the state. It's a safe environment. Stop in and see Marie. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. And for those in the northern part of the state, I'll bet many of you have driven by It's My Health. See that old white church right there in Menden Road? That's where she is. So why not pop in and ask her to suggest something. Folks, as I've told so many of you, the name of the game is to remain healthy. That's really the name of the game. Someone like Marie at It's My Health will help you do that. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, it's John DePietro. Now, right now, it's 1153. Tim Dodd is going to join me to start off next hour. Um, I will be at the governor's press briefing as well. So I'm going to be talking to him while I'm in transition. Thank you to the uh, the beauty of the technology that we have. And a very special Facebook Live tonight, by the way. We're going to continue to get to the bottom of this nursing home gate. 
with a uh, posting. It is, if you go to my website, by the way, a couple things. If you go to the website, depetro.com, several reasons. One, you can read the different postings. It is amazing that the Providence Journal did ask, that was the reason for asking the governor yesterday the question about her mother. But you can see it to Petro.com. Rumor about Governor Raimondo visiting her mother. You can read the story there. Also, I write Channel 12 has just been fantastic right now. Channel 12, this is a new dynamic that Channel 12 really has emerged with uh, the type of press, um, the type of uh, coverage they're offering. And then also, folks, if you would like me to ask a question to Governor Raimondo for you, go to the website and then you'll see at the top it says contact on the right hand side. Contact. You also have information about me. And folks, at the website, if you want to support the show in your own way, maybe say, you know, Juan, you're better than anything on HBO. You're better than anything on Netflix. I'm not going to the movies. You can be a supporter. See that yellow button? It's not there for decoration. You can be a supporter of the show. And so many of you know, uh, I know, appreciate everything that we try to bring to the program. So go to the website, to petro.com. But especially for those, I try to get questions answered. It is true. Listen, I like to use the access that I have, direct pipeline to the governor, to try to get uh, questions answered for people. Um, if, if possible, if that is possible and I can do that for you, but I can't do that unless you, um, you go to the website to petro.com. Now I want to just check. There is that, um, I'm intrigued by this, uh, well, actually, I'm going to ask Tim Dodd about it. There's a, a barber in Michigan. He is, I think, 77 years old. He will not close down and they're even going to pull the license from him. And the guy just keeps cutting hair. We're going to talk to Tim Dodd about that. I'm going to ask Tim Dodd. By the way, folks, huge news in Wisconsin where the uh, the Supreme Court ruled is was in Wisconsin. I meant to ask Judge Flanders about that. Where um, Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled the governor overstepped the authority with the stay-at-home extension. So that's huge. That is huge. We're going to ask Tim Dodd about that. We might have time for the situation with um, with uh, General Flynn. But a Michigan barber who reopened his shop in defiance of Governor Gretchen Whitmer's orders had his business and professional license suspended. He said he plans to keep cutting here despite the suspension of his license. And there's a, a great photo of the guy in the Wall Street, in the uh, New York Times. He's got the mask on. And there's the guy who's got the razor right there. You know, there's something about this. Michigan Barber has license suspended after defy shutdown order. I, there's something about it. I just love these people that refuse the shutdown order. State officials say his decision to reopen a shop and that governor of Michigan uh, pandemic jeopardized public health. He, he will not cave. I just, there's something about that. While I'm... Um, I'm going to uh, check on the Michigan thing. It's uh, judgment. I think is the hashtag judgment day. <laughs> judgment. I'll tell you, Michigan is just completely there going off the rails. Michigan protest. Let me see if uh, the latest armed protesters plan to gather at the Capitol today. <laughs> Go pose and stay at home water. Ahead of the protest, comments were made in private Facebook groups threatening lawmakers with violence. Now, that is not a good idea at all. But Michigan Heavily armed protesters gather again at the Capitol. Um, if you don't behave, I'm going to pull this car over. Calls to violence. The governor says armed protesters could length that stay at home order. Um, so that is uh, huge news. Governor of Michigan, by the way, 
these political these are political rallies. They bring that that is not true. That is absolutely not true. So, oh my goodness, fight erupts at Michigan Capitol over a doll with the noose around the neck. Oh my goodness, is that supposed to be the? Uh, is that supposed to be the governor of Michigan? Boy, she's pushing it. I'm holding up the photo on Facebook Live. Look at that! Holy cow! Well, she's pushing them though. <laughs> the odd protesters, I just can't get enough of it. These people are amazing. Oh man, that's not good. Oh boy, video taken. Oh wow. Oh, they have video of that. I don't like that, folks. That goes too far. This goes too far. They don't condone the doll image, the peaceful protest. That is, oh man, things are breaking out. Oh wow, that is real battleground. Look at that. They have video of the doll swinging on the noose. Look at that. That is not good. Now that goes too far. See, you know, now you're like, oh boy. All right, we're going to talk to Tim Dodd uh, coming up, folks. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Right now, it's 11.58. We're going to have the 12 o'clock news, and then I'm going to have attorney. <laughs> Michigan is a hot spot. Things are, are heating up in Michigan. Day of judgment in Michigan. But that governor is pushing them, really pushing them pretty far. We're going to talk to, we're going to have 12 o'clock news. We're going to talk to attorney Tim Dodd. Folks, I want to remind you, on this uh, Thursday, what are you doing for lunch? Why not stop in and see our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, and you can pick up 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, and you can pick up uh, some delicious Trump chocolate donuts. Trump, Trump chocolate donuts at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They have Trump soda. Look for them on Facebook. They also have delicious uh, sausage and pepper and uh, delicious calzones and spinach pies and pizza strips. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open right now, right off of Silver Spring Street. Stop in and see them. They're open right now. It's in and out, and everything's baked fresh. Look for them on Facebook. Grab some delicious calzones, pizza strips, um, chicken parm calzone, cannolis, everything. Ron's Pastry Gourmet right next to AAA in Providence. So we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. Attorney Tim Dodd's going to join me next. And then coming up at 1 o'clock, Governor Amundo press briefing. So it's John DiPietro. So we're going to break right now for the 12 o'clock news. I'll be back on the other side with Attorney Tim Dodd. Right now it's 12 o'clock.